You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It is Wednesday, October 17th. 2018 Penn State getting ready for a road trip out to Bloomington, Indiana this week. Penn State now number 18 in the AP poll, taking on the Hoosiers. That game is at 3.30 this weekend. Penn State, yeah, it's weird, has not played a road game since that odd Friday night contest against Illinois uh, nearly a month ago. And uh, yeah, it was bad. Things were, things were a little sunnier back then. Uh, yeah, obviously Penn State will try to snap its two-game losing streak, get back on the right track, get that record to five and two, maybe climb a little bit in the polls with a with a road victory in Indiana if they can get it. Uh, they should be able to get it, but we said that last week and that didn't happen. We will uh, we'll see what happens out there in Bloomington. It is traditionally a, a place that teams can go, and it can be a little sleepy for a few quarters. Penn State has had that in the past. Uh, and actually did lose out there once a couple years ago. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that a little bit on today's show. Uh, what else we're going to do today? We're going to have our three things to know this week. Uh, we'll have that here in our first segment. We'll also have a little bit of Penn State trivia. Uh, it has Indiana slant this week, uh, but there's Penn State involvement in there too. So we'll have trivia coming up on today's show, and we'll also have our weekly top five. Uh, it is Penn State's top five uh, pleasant surprises of 2018. Given a little more positive spin here because it's been <laughs> it's been a bit of a, a depressing two days uh, talking about that Michigan State game. So we're gonna look a little bit past that and, and look toward Indiana here on today's show. Before we get into the, into the three things to know, just real quickly, if you need to get in contact with the show, you can do so in, in a variety of ways. Uh, one of which is tweeting at us at Locked On Nittany or tweeting at me at Spianovich. You can also email us. We are Locked On Nittany Lions at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook. So if you need to, if you have any questions, comments, things you want me or our guests to talk about, please let me know and we'll uh, we'll try to get that done for you. But for now, we are going to truck right along here with the three things to know this week uh, about Penn State and Indiana Number one is, yes, it's Michigan State related. Uh, it's it, it's how James Franklin reacted to uh, the Michigan State game. And uh, the, the first thing to know this week is that James Franklin says Penn State is, quote, heading in the right direction. Uh, he kind of had to reinforce that during his Tuesday press conference yesterday. Um, here's what he said. I'm just going to read this quote, uh, most of it, because he's kind of asked, like, where he felt the program was and, you know, how, how he kind of assesses things now that the dust has settled after uh, another really, really tough loss. Here's what I said, quote, don't get me wrong. Losses are tough and I agonize over them as much as anybody. And I know where fans do as well because they are invested. I also know that I sleep well at night knowing that our program has grown dramatically over the last five years. Is it at, is it where we want it to be right now? No. Is it where anybody wants it to be exactly right now? No. I know we're headed in the right direction. I know our players are growing and getting better both on and off the field and academically. I know our coaching staff is as well. And then the type of father I am and the type of husband I am, when I talk about development, it's all of that. It's all of that, end quote. 
So that's where James Franklin's headspace is at right now. Uh, he, it is kind of weird because he, he doesn't have to take the big picture model and, and he might not as much uh, as some fans do. Uh, I know like the feeling for a lot of Penn State fans right now is this is really bad. This is really depressing. This is, you know, like this season's almost a lost cause at this point because we can't win the Big Ten. We can't go to the national championship. We can't go to the college football playoff. Probably can't go to a a good bowl game unless they really rally here. Uh, But James Franklin also kind of takes this. that, That was the biggest big picture answer he gave uh, because the rest of it was basically Indiana focused. He did have his normal Indiana, Indiana, Indiana tweet that he sends out each week. Not about Indiana, but about the the Penn state's opponent. So he did that. uh, And it is, that's as much big pictures you can get from James Franklin as he kind of balances out uh, talking about what two really bad losses and uh, kind of getting out of the, the Big Ten race so early does to Penn State uh, versus you know where this team is right now. So Penn State certainly has as much to play for, but it is kind of hard to to look at it through both lenses like that and to be as excited for a game at Indiana as you were just a couple weeks ago for Ohio State or even or even for Michigan State last week. Uh, second thing to know this week: defensive tackle Fred Hansard is done for the season. He went down with with a pretty nasty leg injury. Penn State doesn't disclose exactly what the injury is, but he's done for the year. It was a serious leg injury, required surgery. He got had to get helped off the field uh, Saturday against Michigan State, and it looked bad. It is bad. It's uh, it's unfortunate. He was a redshirt freshman who was getting some solid chunks of playing time on that defensive line. Really big dude in there. He's six three, three sixteen. Was uh, getting some reps. Didn't have a ton of stats. You know, a lot of defensive tackles don't have a lot of stats. Did have a half a tackle for loss uh, against App State in Week One, uh, but he was a solid piece in the middle of that line. They're going to miss him up there, but uh, it's it's also disappointing from a development perspective. So hopefully, Fred Hansard can get well soon. All right. Third thing to know this week is that Penn State is historically really, really, really good against Indiana. Nittany Lions are 20 and 1 all time. It is a, a very lopsided, a lopsided uh, a series that they've had here. Uh, they first met, uh, they, they, they never met before Penn State joined the Big Ten in 93. So they've only met as Big Ten members. And Penn State has beaten them pretty much every time they've played. The one loss, you might remember, it wasn't too long ago. It was, uh, out in Bloomington in 2013, one of those Bill O'Brien teams, Christian Hackenberg's freshman year. Uh, that team went out there and they lost to Indiana by by 20 points, 44 at 24. That was a tough loss, but obviously Penn State was still reeling from some sanctions. Still a game that they probably wish they had back. That team was better than better than that for sure. Um, but Penn State 21 uh, against the Hoosiers all time on the football field, looking to get to 21 and one this week. They should be able to do it. This Indiana team is is not that good. They're four and three. Like they have the same win total as Penn State right now, but uh, haven't really played anybody. Haven't really uh, beaten anybody. Uh, and just they, they look like a like a typical Indiana team. They're ninth in the Big Ten in offense, eleventh in defense. They 
are okay at a lot of things, don't do anything particularly well. Um, yeah, their wins are against Florida International. They do have a nice win over Virginia. That's their best win. Ball State and Rutgers. They lost to Michigan State, lost to Ohio State, lost to Iowa. I don't know why I said they didn't play anybody. They did. They just haven't really beaten anybody. Um, but yeah, no, it, probably another going to be a long season in Bloomington there for this football program. Basketball season does start soon, which is good news for Hoosiers fans. All right, so those are the three things I think Penn State fans should know this week with the Nittany Lions heading to Bloomington. Uh, Before we head to a quick break, I'm going to give you our trivia question for this week. It is Indiana-related, and we're going to circle back to this. We will get you the answer to this in the final segment of our show so you can chew on it in the next 10, 15 minutes here. All right, here's this week's trivia question. When was the last time that Indiana won more than seven games in a season? So when was the last time that the Hoosiers football program got to at least eight wins? Think about that for uh, a little bit. I will give, I'll tell you this, it it, it happens less than you think. Uh, this program is, has really been mired in mediocrity for a long time. So that's this week's trivia question. Those are our three things to know this week about Penn State and Indiana. We're going to step away for a quick break, but when we come back, we'll have the top five pleasant surprises halfway through Penn State's season. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're a college football fanatic. You don't just want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. That's why I'm telling you, you need to check out Sling TV. For just 30 bucks a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, and more. You can stream the big games on your big screen and all your favorite devices with Sling TV. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, but it's better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. If you want to check out Sling TV... Locked on Nittany Lions listeners can get a special seven-day free trial. Go to sling.com slash locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and sign up for your free seven-day trial today. Sling.com slash locked on and find out why Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. Locked on Nittany Lions is also brought to you by Vivid Seats. If you're looking for Penn State tickets this season, or need tickets to any show or sporting event, you got to check out Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. And to make things even better, there's a special promo code offer for Locked On listeners. Use the promo code Locked On, and you get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. So go to the App Store Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app today, and then use the promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer. Every purchase on Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app today, use that promo code Locked On, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. We're diving into our weekly top five here. 
on today's show, and it's I wanted to bring some more positivity, a brighter outlook, uh, a nicer note to go into uh, after some some dreary days, some dreary podcasts, some some downtrodden podcasting after Penn State's loss and losses, I guess I should say. So we are going to look at the top five pleasant surprises for Penn State. They are halfway through the regular season here, six games in, six games to go. So I figured it was a good time to do that because there have been, yes, Penn State has had its shortcomings this season and certainly some things to have uh, grudges about and be upset about, but there have been a lot of a lot of good things that happen. A lot of players who've played well, and some other things that have been exceeded expectations and been pleasant surprises. So let's get into those. We will start at number five. It's Pat Fryermuth. How about this kid giving Penn State a, a presence at tight end? He's been he's been great so far in his first six college games, and he's been especially good in the last two. He's becoming a reliable target and uh, one of the favorite targets of Trace McSorley. It's hard to miss him out there. He's 6'5", and he's 258, and he plays like he's 6'5", and 258. Uh, the guy uses his athleticism and his body well to get open to make plays. He's, he's a very good blocker, too, when he's called upon to do that. Uh, he has 10 catches for 121 yards and two touchdowns so far in six games. Really solid, especially with Penn State with some injury issues and, and other guys who just haven't been uh, asked to do as much in the passing game at, at tight end. So Pat Fryermuth has been great. He had a clutch touchdown against Ohio State uh, on a play where he was interfered with and still just went up and got the ball down there in the south end zone and a memorable highlight for him. He's been uh, a very good, and it looks like he's on his way to having a terrific college career at Penn State and then probably uh, if the trajectory continues, a, a, another NFL career and could be another NFL tight end to come out of Happy Valley following in the, the footsteps there of Mike Gusecki. So Pat Fryermuth has had a really good start to his college career. The number four on the top five pleasant surprises of Penn State's 2018 season so far, Penn State's blowout win over Pitt. Yes, it wasn't a surprise that they won this game. Uh, Penn State was about 10-point favorite. People thought they were going to win. But I don't really think anyone thought it was going to be a 45-point blowout. It was a total shellacking out there. Um, especially if you think back to the week two of the season, Penn State's coming off that narrow overtime win against App State. And you're thinking, okay, maybe this team's not ready. They are have a lot of young guys. There's going to be a decent crowd there, but it's going to be on the road. It was also raining the whole day out there. Like that usually favors the underdog. Um, but no, Penn State went out and I mean, they, I don't know if they deserved to do it in the first half. They gave up a lot of yards, but they, they went into Pitt Stadium and they just pulled away for a 51 to six drubbing. It was a pleasant surprise. Uh, unfortunately, not, not too many other games have been that big of a bright spot for Penn State or have left you with that good of a feeling uh, this season. But uh, the Penn State still, and Penn State fans still have the satisfaction of owning Pitt for another year. And, and also, we saw this week. I mean, Pitt is is on its way to I don't know four and eight season or something like that, maybe five and seven. But they are uh, they still have what it takes to give good teams games. They beat Syracuse a couple weeks ago. They nearly beat Notre Dame last week. They were winning, and then they even had a chance to to win in the fourth quarter. Also, real quick. 
I don't know if anyone watched that game. Uh, I had it, you know, I was at a bar and I kind of like saw the, I was kind of watching both that and the Penn State game on Saturday. Pat Narduzzi faked a punt on fourth down with like two minutes left from, I don't know, maybe his own 40 or 45. Like just keep your offense on the field or punt it. Why, why would you, it didn't work obviously and Pitt lost. I, I, I digress. That was just one of the most baffling coaching decisions I've ever seen in college football. Anyway, Penn State beating Pitt 51-6 to was, was a really nice win. Pleasant surprise, and uh, Penn State will have that no matter what else happens in the 2018 season. All right, number three, top five Penn State pleasant surprises halfway through the 2018 season. Penn State's defensive line. I'm just going to bring this unit up as a whole. This has been the biggest bright spot on defense that has gotten better, but still has some things to fix. Uh, but this this line was like basically what you hoped could be maybe one of the best or better case scenarios coming into the season. Uh, this unit has gotten better and better, and they've done so mostly without Shane Simmons until last week. So they're getting some personnel back. Uh, they have just been able to pressure quarterbacks and really give Penn State a pretty potent pass rush which has helped them cover up some other things and helps cover up some mistakes made by an inexperienced uh, and sometimes underperforming secondary and linebacking core, which uh, they, they've taken some of the load off of the shoulders of the, of the other seven guys out in the field, which has really helped this defense as a whole. Penn State has 19 sacks as a team through six games. Sharif Miller has four of them. He has been outstanding. I think if you want to talk defensive MVP, you have to start there for Penn State. Robert Windsor has two and a half sacks. Yator Grossmatos has two sacks. Jason Owe, a true freshman, came in defensive end. He has two sacks against Kent State. Kevin Givens, Shaka Tony, they each have one. So they've been they've been able to rack up these, these hits in the backfield. They've been very good at pressuring the other team. And uh, it's made a huge difference for this defense. And Penn State's defensive line has, has been a big bright spot. Number two on this list, Miles Sanders. Yeah, I, what else do you really need to say? He's been, I, I don't know what your expectations were for Miles Sanders coming into the season, but I think no matter who you are, unless you're Miles Sanders himself or maybe someone on Penn State staff who really knew exactly who he was, I, I think he has met or exceeded all of these expectations so far, at least six games in, because um, he's been great. He's just been he has been a very, very reliable guy in the backfield where you expect him to to get five yards of carry and occasionally break some like he did the other day. Um, actually, Saquon Barkley tweeted something. Some, someone tweeted like a, a video of his 48-yard, and it was a Saquon-esque run. I will say I thought the same thing where he broke like five tackles against Michigan State. Someone tweeted out like, Miles Sanders looking like Saquon Barkley at Penn State, and Saquon Barkley tweeted... No, he's looking like Miles Sanders. And uh, so as much as you can in a situation where you replace a guy who is a, a legend at the, uh, at the program you're at, as much as Miles Sanders can, as much as anyone can, Miles Sanders has made a name for himself. I, I, I really do think that 729 rushing yards, seven touchdowns, it's 117 yards per game. He's had some dazzling runs. He was really the only offensive skill player to shine last week against Michigan State. He had that huge game against Illinois a few weeks ago. Ended up with a game-winning touchdown week one. The guy's been great. 
yes, he had he had a bad game against Ohio State, underwhelming performance, costly fumble. But aside from that, Miles Sanders has been uh, above and beyond what I print think pretty much all uh, Penn State fans would have thought going into the season. All right, number one, Penn State pleasant surprises halfway through the 2018 season. It's KJ Hamler. Yeah, that this guy has to be number one. I He has just been so fun. He has been electric. It's been nothing. Like every time that KJ Hamler's on the field, something amazing can happen. And every time he gets the ball, almost every time he gets the ball, something amazing does happen. The guy's been incredible. He pretty much avoided Penn State losing in week one by taking a kick back to the 50 and then minutes later catching the game-tying touchdown. He torched arguably the most talented team in the country for a 93-yard touchdown. I don't think we're going to see anyone else do that against Ohio State or a defense of that caliber that has athletes of that caliber. Uh, it was he, he is his speed is amazing. He has a knack for making big plays and finding ways to to make big plays and knowing when to do it. And um, yeah, the rest of Penn State's receiving core has been very underwhelming. Juwan Johnson has not had the year that people thought. Same goes for DeAndre Tompkins, and and just the rest of that receiving core has disappointed and has had a case of the drops. Hamler has meanwhile become maybe Trace McSorley's favorite target. He has 21 yards per catch, 374 total yards, five touchdowns on just 18 grabs. And he's just been a joy to watch. Uh, and it, he has just been, and I think people hoped and they knew that he was a guy who could come in and be a speedy guy in the slot and maybe make some plays for Penn State. But I think he has uh, he has done that and then some so far for Penn State. So those are the top five pleasant surprises of Penn State's first six regular season games this year. If I missed anything or if if there was a pleasant surprise that you think should be added to the list, do let me know. Uh, But we'll see what happens in the rest of the season. Uh, The the expectations have certainly changed, and I think now people expect these these people to expect Miles Sanders and KJ Hamler and the line and Friar Muth to all continue to do well. So maybe we'll revisit this list uh, with our top five pleasant surprises of the second half of the year sometime uh, sometime in December. We'll see. All right, we have to step away for another quick break. When we come back, we're going to have the answer to that Penn State trivia slash Indiana football trivia question. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lines. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. We're wrapping up today's show with the answer to today's, this week's trivia question. It is, when was the last time that the Indiana football program won more than seven games in a season? The answer, 1993. Yes, you have to go back 25 years to find an Indiana season that hit eight wins Hoosiers went eight and four that season. It was uh, Penn State's inaugural year in the Big Ten, and their first game. It was their first time they faced Indiana. They actually, if you just talk about that game specifically, it was a ranked matchup in Happy Valley. Penn State was nineteenth in the country. Indiana was number seventeen. Nittany Lions, like the present day, were coming off of 
two straight losses. And then they picked up a 38-31 win over the Hoosiers in Happy Valley. That was team at Kyle Brady, Kajana Carter, the stars of that offense. Penn State ended up, uh, they didn't lose again that season. They lost, they had back-to-back games against Ohio State and Michigan. Didn't lose again, ended going 10-2. and Indiana ended going 8-4. and And they have not won that many games since. Indiana football is is honestly, it's really like the Penn State basketball of, of college football. Uh, the only time, the program has never won 10 games in a season. Never. Uh, they won uh, nine games twice in 1945 and in 1967. So they haven't won nine games since then, since 67. So more than 50 years since that's happened and uh, never had 10. So yeah, you know, it's been a tough, a tough couple, two weeks here for Penn State, but it could be worse. Count your blessings, Penn State's fans. All right, that's today's trivia. That is today's Locked on Nittany Lions. Thank you, as always, for listening. A quick reminder, you can find Locked on Nittany Lions on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're also now on Spotify. Uh, Please leave a rating and review if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Helps other people get our show. And remember to subscribe to the show so you can get a fresh episode downloaded to your phone each weekday. We'll keep talking Penn State, Indiana later in the week. We'll figure out some things that, that the Nittany Lions need to work on. Uh, we'll also be talking, uh, we'll go in a different direction. We're going to talk about what Big Ten coach you would want on your side in a brawl. We'll have that uh, coming up in uh, a couple days here. So be on the lookout for those shows to round out the week. I will talk to you again Thursday. <laughs>